Thank you, Father God, for one more day. Waking us up this morning, closing our right minds, activities, our limbs, health and strength, and new mercies that you bestowed upon us each and every day. Father, we thank you for all being well in our household, for everyone that you watched over all through the week, kept us safe, Father. Father, we thank you for your love, your kindness, your tender mercies. And, Father, we ask you to be in the midst of us, giving us a word to continue on. And, Father God, that you stir up into our what we need to do to be closer and more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. And our thought for today is do not keep worrying about things. Stop worrying about it. We're going to go over the reason why we don't have to worry. And we have to keep telling ourselves this. Luke chapter 11, verse 1 through 3. And it came to pass that as he, Jesus, was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Verse 2, and he, Jesus, said unto them, when ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread. I'm going to stop right there. So when we go back up to verse 1, it says, And it came to pass as he, Jesus, was praying in a certain place. And we know Jesus prayed all the time. He prayed all night. He prayed in a garden. He knew the answer was in prayer. He had constant contact with his father. And he said, so when he stopped praying in a certain place, his disciples saw how often he prayed, and they asked the Lord Jesus to teach them how to pray. The same way John taught his disciples. But verse 2 is what we want to focus on. Listen to what the Lord Jesus said. Now, we quote this scripture, and we think about it all the time, but we need to really get it in our spirit. And that is my prayer today, that we shouldn't worry. We are to be warriors, not worrying. Mm-hmm. And so he says, when you pray, say our Father. And Jesus tells us that God, the eternal Father, he's our Father. He didn't say, when you pray, say my Father. He says, our Father. In other words, we need to acknowledge and understand that God is our Father and he is the head of the family. He created the earth. And he is the one that who is the, should be the most important to us when we go to him when we need something. Our father is our daddy, and that means you are the child. That means he cares for you. He's our father. He protects us. He feeds us. The father clothes us. And he is responsible for our well-being because he knows exactly what you and I need. That's what Jesus was saying. When you go to the Father, you need to realize that he is the source and he has everything you need. And when you ask him, if you're asking according to his will, you don't have to worry because he's going to take care of you. Not sometime, but all the time, all day long, every second, every minute, he is the provider. 
And then verse 3 says, give us this day our daily bread. There are some who are worried about what they're going to eat. But the Lord tells us in Luke 12, we just went, don't worry about it. And then sometimes we will worry, and then he supplies the need, then we, we, we put it down and pick it up again. The next day we start worrying again. And the Lord doesn't want us to worry. He wants us to stop worrying and trust and believe that our Father, our Heavenly Father, will take care of us. The Bible says he wants to show himself strong no matter what. We, God is our source. What are we worried about? Why do we keep worrying? He wants to free us by his yes. word, and that's why we have to get it in our heart. So Luke 12 and 22, this is what the Lord told the disciples. That's the men and the women. He says, and he said unto his disciples, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat, neither for the body what ye shall put on. We just read in Luke 11 and 3, he says, Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. And the Lord now is saying to his disciples, his followers, I'm telling you, don't take thought for your life. Don't worry about your life. Don't be fearful. He told us in another place to occupy until he comes. In other words, to live your life according to, to how you've been called, you've been saved, you've been sanctified. He wants us to walk in love. He wants us to walk by faith, but he doesn't want us to worry. He doesn't want us to be in fear. As a matter of fact, he says, perfect love casts out fear. He says, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat, neither for the body, what you're going to put on. The life, I'm in verse 23, is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. In other words, your life is more valuable to him. Your life is more important than the food that you're worried about, what you're going to eat, and the clothes that you're worried about, what you're going to put on, because the Father knows what you have need of. And that's why the Lord Jesus said we have to really realize that Our Father is our Father. He is our Father. He's the one that takes such good care of his children. Look what he says in verse 24. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn. And God, he feeds them. How much more are you better, he says, than the fowls? We are worth more than the birds of the air. The birds, they don't work, but the Lord still feeds them. And then he says in verse 24, and which of you with taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? You then be not able to do that thing which is least. Why take ye thought for the rest? You can't make yourself taller or shorter. You just can't. There are things that we have no control over, but we still worry about them. He's saying, why are you worried about your life, food, clothing, what's going on in the world? Why are you worried about it? I want you to trust me and believe that I am in control. I want you to trust that I know what's best for you. He says, verse 27, consider, think about the lilies, how they grow, they toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed or dressed like one of these. Verse 28, 
If then God so clothe the grass which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? And listen to what he says. Jesus says, oh, ye of little faith. And that's where our problem lies. See, we have faith, but it's little faith. And we can ask the Lord to increase our faith, but we should be. He says, but without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. For he that comes to God must believe. That's in Hebrews. He is. And he rewards them that worry. He you know, says he doesn't. Come on up. That's the one who gets the reward. And then he says, verse 20, and seek not what you shall eat. Don't be looking or worried so much, so troubled about what you're going to eat or, he says, what you're going to drink. Neither be ye of doubtful mind. Don't keep worrying. Let's stop all this worrying. We need to pray. We need to focus on prayer. We need to keep our eyes on the Father and the Son. He says, for all of these things, verse 30, do the nations of the world seek after, and here we go again, Jesus is saying, your Father knows that you have need of all of these things. Do we doubt this, that he doesn't know what we need? Then why do we worry? It's just something to think about. We need to build up our faith. We do, and then God has to teach us how to shut down the thoughts of the enemy. See, fear has torment. Fear is what, what will make you worry. And instead of getting on your knees and going to the rock and going to the source to find out what we need, what is he saying to do concerning the situation? Verse 31, he says, but rather seek ye, the kingdom of God, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Verse 32, do not be afraid, little flock, my sheep. He's telling you that. For it is your father's what? It's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that you have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old a treasure in heaven that faileth not where no thief approaches, neither moth corrupts. Let's go back up to verse 31. He says, but rather, he's telling you, do not worry. Don't keep worrying. Do not get back into worry. Don't be troubled. Rather, he's telling you what to do. Seek the kingdom of God in prayer, sis. (laughs) Seek the kingdom of God in fasting. Seek the kingdom of God and studying and meditating on his word. And he says, in all these things, all the needs that you have that the Father already knows, they're going to be added or given to you. Do not be afraid. I'm back in verse 33. Stop worrying, little flock, my sheep. It's in my hands. Your life is in my hands. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you of the kingdom or to exercise his right as Lord, over our lives to give us what we need. He gives us air to breathe. Our heart is pumping the blood. It's operating the way it should. Those that have visual naturally, their eyes are 
focusing and functioning just as it should. We have two eyes, but if your eyes are working the way God designed them, you don't see double. You have two ears. You have the sense of smell. So all of these things that God has given to us to live a life of holiness, to live a life of righteousness, to live a peaceable life, a godly life without worry. Jesus wasn't worried about anything because he knew that his father was going to provide everything that he needed. He knew that. And we need to be convinced or persuade ourselves that our father, our heavenly father, knows what we need, and he will and does, and he will continue to supply all of our needs. Let's go to Matthew chapter 17. Thank you, Lord God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Matthew 17 and verse 24. This is something that the Lord brought to my attention. This is tax season, and there are some that, oh, and they are worried about how they're going to pay the taxes. And they shouldn't even be worried about that because God will provide. He always does. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money, came to Peter and said, does not your master pay tribute? And he said, yes. And when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him or stopped him because Peter was trying to figure out how he was going to pay. He was worried. And look at what Jesus says. And so Jesus asked Simon a question. And, but one beautiful thing, Simon goes to the one that he needs to go to. He's going to the Lord. He don't know how it's going to happen, but he's going to the Lord. Says. And so you may be troubled or worried about something. Sometimes we have trouble issues with our cars. Sometimes we have issues with a leaky roof or plumbing issue, whatever it is, toilet won't flush, and we don't know what to do. But if you go to the store, to our Father, our Father, and seek him, he will tell you what to do. But we need to go without worrying, whatever it is. If it's a relationship problem, if it's a problem with your child, if it's a problem with your employer, if it's a problem with whatever it is, a neighbor, we need to go to the Lord. He should be our first thought, not the afterthought. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for reminding me of that. God wants to be the first. And if he is the first thought and we go to him and we really have to teach and train ourselves to do that, he he really has to help us to see that to stop worrying and look to him and trust him. If you can't see, what's the first thing you do? You go and reach for the light. Jesus yeah. is the light. He's the light yeah. source. He's the life source. He's the light. We need to go straight to the light so we can feel, understand, or get revelation. So we're not yeah. bumping into and making mistakes and then going to him after the fact saying, Lord, help me to get out of this. Verse 25, I'm going to read it again. And he said, yes. And when he was coming to the house, he went to the house where Jesus was. Jesus stopped him saying, what thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute, of their own children or of strangers? Hmm. And Peter said unto him, of strangers. And listen to Jesus' response. Then Jesus said unto him, then are the children free? You see, the Lord Jesus wants us to be free from worry because Jesus is our king. He is our provider. He is the one that supplies all of our needs. 
We are children of light. We are children who have been born again. We are children who have been rescued. We have our children, his children who have been saved. We are not responsible for ourselves. He is responsible for us. There's no need to worry. It's the same relationship as parents to children. Hallelujah. Our children shouldn't worry because parent is there to take care of them. And Hallelujah. so it's the same thing. Our Father is there to take care of us. Take care of us. Hallelujah. And he does. They do. They look Hallelujah. to the parent. They don't yeah. ask. Hallelujah. They just look to the parent. I know you know what I need. He just wants us to ask. Yes. And he wants Pray. us to continue to look to him yeah. and not to the world as our source. We have to stop looking to the world for our source, but look to him. And so Peter did the right thing by going to Jesus. He didn't go to the boat first to try to, to find money. He, went, he didn't even go to the bank to get a loan. He went to the source first. And look what Jesus said. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea, I'm in verse 27, and cast the hook and take up the fish that first cometh up, and when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and for thee. Here's a problem presented to Peter. Do you mm-hmm. pay taxes? And Peter's like, yes. But yes. he goes to the source, to Jesus, and mm-hmm. Jesus stops him from worrying. That's why he wanted to bring out, you are a child and you are free and me and my daddy, we're going to tell you what to do to pay the taxes. Don't worry. This is what you are to do. He says, we don't want to offend them. So we're going to follow the rules. We're going to pay tribute. But this is how I'm going to sustain you today. This is how you're going to have provision to take care of the problem that the enemy is trying to trouble you about. I want you to stay free. Whom the Son set free is free indeed. And so he gives some instructions. And so as we are given instructions, sis, we must make sure we follow it down to the T. So he told Peter, go to the sea. He didn't say go to the bank. He didn't say go to your next door neighbor. Sometimes we'll do all of those things except for do what he says to do. He said go to the sea and throw a hook out into the water and take up the fish, the first catch. Mm. And when you open his mouth, so don't spend a lot of time out there, cast the hook out into the water, and the first catch, the fish that bites on that bait, he says, you pull it out. You Mm. take it off the hook, and you're going to open his mouth, and you're going to find enough money in there Take care of your taxes and my tribute. It's going to be enough for my family and your family. Jesus. You see, he knew what to do. Jesus told him exactly what to do. And it was simple. It was, like you said, beyond our imagination. We wouldn't have thought to do this. But because he knows, our daddy knows what we need, and he also knows how to find what we need or how to provide what we need, we just need to obey. 
That's it. We just all we need to do is obey. He says, it will be enough. There's enough for me and you, our God. There's enough for our brothers here. There's enough of God for the whole world. But do we actually believe it? The Lord says we have little faith. That's why we don't go to him first. That's why we don't really trust him. Even when he gives us instructions to do it exactly the way he says. We have so many questions, but he's given us his word so we can shut down worry and quiet worry and be at peace. He says, I will give you that perfect peace. That's in Isaiah. I will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind focused on him. And then the second part of that is we have to trust him. We have to believe in him and obey and do exactly what he's saying to do. He wants us to be free. He doesn't want us to be in worry. Stop worrying. That's our thought for today. Stop worrying. Let's trust and believe in him. Because the Lord, he said in verse uh, 12, oh, you have little faith, and we have faith for some things. Some have faith for healing. The things that we be asking the Lord for, and we have great faith for that, but then in other areas that he told us we should have faith in, we need to come up. So Luke uh, chapter 10, verse 38. So this is uh, the story of Mary and Martha. It says, now it came to pass as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was comforted about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me alone to serve? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, Thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. I want to go back up to verse 38. So Jesus is in a certain village, and Martha receives him into her house. So she's a homeowner. It doesn't say that she's married and has a husband, but we know she is the homeowner. This is her home. And she's opened the home to Jesus. She's welcomed him in. Verse 39, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet. And she sat there, sis, to hear the word. Mary was at Jesus' feet because Jesus had come to visit. But his presence, the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. Jesus always was in the presence of his father. And Mary realized how important it was to be in the presence of God. Martha knew it too, but Martha was troubled. Remember when Lazarus died? Martha is the one that went to Jesus and said, Lord, if you'd have been here, what? My brother wouldn't have died. So Martha had faith that Jesus if he would have been around when Lazarus was sick, her brother would have lived because she knew that Jesus was a healer. Jesus has come, and she's so worried and so troubled about things, getting the house in order, preparing food and everything. She forgotten the most important thing, and that's why Jesus had to bring it to her attention. 
Now, you got faith to believe that he can raise you from the dead, but now I'm coming in your house with the word. The word is present to heal, to, to show you how to make a menu really easy, but I need you to sit down. I need you to relax. I don't want you to worry. You're wearing yourself out, Martha, when I mm-hmm. want you to sit down and spend some time, some quality time with me. That's what he was saying. See, God is calling us. She was sitting with the word, and she was getting a meal, and she was getting what she needed for life. And no doubt, had she, had Martha sat down too, because sometimes when we're stirring around, it becomes a distraction to the teacher. It becomes a distraction too to hear the voice of the Lord. He says, verse 40, and Martha was cumbered about serving. And she wanted to serve. She had hospitality, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's a gift. Mm-hmm. But she was troubled about serving. And so she goes to Jesus. She interrupts him and says, Lord, don't you, don't you care that my sister has stopped serving me or she's allowed me to serve by myself? Tell her to come help me. And Jesus asked him and said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled or worried about so many things. It's not just Mary you're concerned about. Your mind is traveling a thousand miles. When I'm right here, I have the answer to your problem. I have the solution for the world, and I need you to relax and spend some quality time with me. I don't want you to worry. I want you to stop worrying. That's what he was telling her because we have a choice. He says, one thing is needful, verse 42. And Mary has chosen that good part of life, not to worry, but to sit at his feet, to welcome the word, to hear the word, to meditate on the word, to mutter the word, to get the word on the inside of her to find out what she needs to do like Peter did. Peter found out what to do. He, he got his answer. And he said, she's chosen the good part and it's not going to be taken away from her. When we choose the good or the best part, not to worry. That's one key thing, sis. Let's stop worrying and let's make a choice not to worry about anything that's going on in life, our health, if we get sick, whatever it is, if we get a flat tire, if, we get, if our engine light comes on, if we get a nail in the tire, you know, whatever the problem is, he can work it out. He wants us to come to him. Let's stop wearing ourselves out and not worry, but pray and trust and believe that he will work it out. Jesus said, fear not, little sheep, my little children. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the things that you see. Do not be afraid. If you get a notice about a disconnect or something is going to happen or, you know, they're cutting your funds back, whatever it is, he's saying don't be afraid because it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's everything we need spiritually and naturally for life. And he said to occupy till he comes. And in occupying, 
We are not worrying. We're waiting. We're trusting. Remember, they that wait upon the Lord, he's going to renew their strength. King David says, wait, I say on the Lord, and be of good courage. He's going to strengthen your heart. Because we don't understand that when worry stresses a person out, it could weaken your heart, can make you sick. And the Lord has has given us his word so we can not worry but just trust and believe. And all things work together for the good of those who are the called according to his purpose, who love him. So my prayer is that we, we, we take heed to the word and then we do not worry. And if we have been worried, that God help us to stop worrying, just trust and believe in our Father, because he is the most important. He cares for us. He protects us. And he knows what we need. And he, he will supply our needs. And all we got to do is just keep trusting in him. But God is in control as we are praying because Jesus said, when you pray, say, our Father. We have to start prayer in faith. As we are praying, we are going to the Father in faith, believing that he is able to do what we ask him to do. Why don't we just mm-hmm. believe what God tells us? Because once the child becomes an adult, you don't have to ask permission for this, permission mm-hmm. for that. Now you get the age where you can make really your own choices. But really, in reality, you can't. You still Come on now. We lose focus on well, who we should truly go to, our heavenly father. We just lose focus on who we truly are to go to. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I want to back on something that he said. That is, but I love this so powerful. It just goes with stop worrying. It was the subject, but he said we think we don't need permission, and that is a big problem with God. Yeah. Do something. We're working and operating because we mm-hmm. don't feel like we need to go to him. Permission. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. and I know when our children was little, they they had to acknowledge us. Yeah. And why do we disrespect the Father? Amen. We, we need to get his permission. Amen. And uh-huh. Lord, I pray that we stay humble and we be mindful. Mm-hmm. Yes, we mm-hmm. do need to get his permission. Permission. Before we do anything. And it will go well with us. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for another day learning of you. And we thank you for the word. And we thank you for refocusing our attention on how we should act and how we should be stepping out, not before you, but after you give us instruction. And thank you, Father, for just refocusing our minds. You said a word would transform us, and that's what we need, Father, is the transforming word. And, God, we ask you to go before us, to lead and guide us, be a lamp and to our feet. And, Father God, we just love you today. We thank you for all that you're doing, are doing, and will do in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Word of God is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. In order to achieve freedom 
and have good success, we must meditate on the word of God, which is the word of truth, and also obey the word of truth. We must execute and apply. Application is required. Also, we can speak and pray the word of God. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11, it tells us, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The word of God is scripturally revealed truth given by supernatural means. God's word of truth turns you from the world's wrong way of thinking to his ways which are holy and full of righteousness. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll be praying for you. And may God continue to bless and increase your faith in Jesus' name.